we have started. Clearly in the Here we are. Right, well, it is 7.01, and it's it's the uh, almost the third, the end of the third week in September, and we're almost encroaching October. Uh, fall is starts tomorrow or the next day. I think it's what Thursday. The twenty first or the twenty yeah. second. Yeah. So it's coming so up towards the end of the week. We've got fall that's coming up. All the decorations are going to come out. Man, this is starting to, to creep out of the, the woodwork. So we got a uh, we have a great night plan for you guys. We've got tons of fantastic topics to talk about. We have a fantastic producer behind the helm looking up stuff for us. Dudes like us, I'm Sean. I'm Paul. And I'm Jeff. And we have a guest. We do. Special guest. Special guest. Thank you. Special. I'm Ryan. There you go. Ooh. You know, in the green room, uh, Paul brought up the discussion, how many times your parents walked in on you when you were masturbating. Wow. And we all said it never happened, and Paul was like, it's continual, even to this day. Hold on now. Oh, man, we're going to open up shame That Paul? never happened. <laughs> I was joking. I like where this podcast is going. God, this got, this got nasty in a hurry. Oh. Uh, you, you know, you got to be smart about it, Paul. I mean, were you out in the middle of the living room? No, or? no, no. Yeah. That, that, actually, that actually never happened. <laughs> but that would, be, that would be awful, actually. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that would. I, As a parent, happened. I've never experienced that walking in. As a as a have your child. have your kids ever came in and and saw the, some whoopee going on? No, no, no. That's never happened either. I've had two experiences. Oh, so hmm. the first experience was kind of innocent, and but uh, so Preston was around fourteen, fifteen, and um, it was his birthday, so he had a bunch of friends over. And uh, so I'm like, Tara and I went in the, the bedroom, and we were watching TV in there, and she had been drinking a little, drinking a little bit. So, well, what she she was just kind of be doing a little dance into the music because the music was playing. So Preston, even though the door was locked, decided he was going to manhandle the door and open it. <laughs> oh. oh. He walks in, and he's got 15 kids behind him. Oh. All teenage he's boys. In there. Preston sees us. His eyes get, like, three. They're huge. And he stops. He says, everybody out downstairs now. <laughs> was she uh, naked or anything like that? She, she, had just her, she had her bra on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be traumatizing as a, as a son yeah, yeah. to well, see that. You know, I, dude, the door was locked. Why do you want to Oh, yeah. It's not on you guys. That was 100% on Preston. Yeah. Life <laughs> lessons, man. We need a little song about that. Life lessons. Yes. So, not to do. Has he tried it again since then? I don't think. No, no. He's he's moved out. Well, See, I know. <laughs> we we got out of hand no, after when, that day. When yeah. the kids were a little bit older, you know, my wife would just say, uh, "Your your father and I are having sex now, so leave us alone." Oh, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh my god, god, another two oh, minutes." No, seriously, I, I and, we, say, if the door, <laughs> and so we we were just very upfront. She was like, "If the door's ever closed, I wouldn't recommend opening it." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god!" And then one time, well, I think Brody was knocking on the door or something. And and Dylan yells, "The door is closed, Brody. Leave him alone." <laughs> Learned lessons. Yeah. I know, right? Yes, yes. Get yes. out ahead of it. That's my recommendation. Yeah, I never walked in on my parents. Thank God. Yeah, seriously, that'd be awful. I don't know who it would scar more, the child or the parent. Oh, mm-hmm. the child for sure. Probably. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be pretty scarred. I don't know. <laughs> I I've never. Have you walked in on your parents? No. 
God. Not that I can remember. Oh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Terry. <laughs> mm. Oh. That's about Hank Hill one. Yes. <laughs> now back that ass up. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Damn it, Terry. <laughs> Shit. Don't give me money this time. You make me feel like a prostitute. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up and make me a turkey sandwich. <laughs> All right. This is, uh, this is out of control. Yes. So, I went sideways. Uh, you know, some, some crazy things. You, I, I've got an example of how you, you have something that happens in the news. And pe- they, people start speculating and how something can spin into something it's not. I mean, it's from the dawn of time, the way they spin shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the young kid up in uh, northwest of the United States in front of the Indian guy. And you remember how the kid was tormented? Oh, the, the Covington and, Catholic kid. Yeah. Oh, I thought well, that was Washington, Nick D.C. Sandman. Yeah. Well, well, maybe it's Washington, D.C. I, I thought it was yeah, Washington. His, his name was Nick Sandman. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not necessarily talking about that, but it's just how, how crazy a story can get to where the antithesis is actually the truth. Yeah, because you're not being given all the facts. So right. this this That's past like week well, there was an F thirty five where uh, a Lightning two F thirty five was was t- taken off it was in the Carolinas somewhere yes and uh, the captain or the the fighter pilot had to eject and the the plane had just kept the kept going but the weird thing is that they had turned off the responders or what is the little transponder the transponders was right. was not active so they didn't know where the damn plane went so now all of a sudden the, the report happens that the plane is missing oh and the transponder's not working and this is the world's most expensive aircraft yeah. by the way yeah and then you get these these guys on the internet it's like they 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 take this information they eat it and they regurgitate something and like hey uh, yeah you know I said back in the Cuba there was the F35C landing out there in the south part of Cuba where the, the Chinese people are you know it's like right. where does that story come from he made it up shit. he's just he's making shit up i'm just but still it and gets then of course out there that, yeah it 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 grows legs right oh and then the news and is then, like well that is very possible it could have happened i think it possibly did happen by the the way Donald Trump sucks and is a criminal going to jail. Yeah, it's his fault. Really? Where did that come from? Right. Why did they got to throw that shit in there? So you know, it, because it, if it weren't for climate change, it would have never happened. God bless. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> but that's that, true. That, but that's true. Right. <laughs> no. I'll just so so what? So, so what? <laughs> what happened with the the, the 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 aircraft? Did they they found it crashed somewhere or I forget. They found it 80 miles away. I don't know the exact details of where they found it and everything, but they found it about 80 miles away. It, it had just traveled, coasted or something, hit the side of a mountain. They said they found a, a trail of F-35. Of debris. Yeah. Of F-35. <laughs> just, Is it F know, or X? F. It's okay. F. I'm sure at one point it was X. I think X are uh, experimental, experimental planes. Right. Oh, Chuck nice. Yeager. Like the X-15. XR the Chuck Yeager. One. The X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you, there you go. Scores. Oh it's experimental. <laughs> so that's experimental in yeah. Star Wars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The X wing, the Y wing was left after the X, so you know. Ah, yeah. Y. Yeah, and the X eventually. I miss Star Wars. I have not seen it in so long, and I mean any of them. And I know you guys watched all the TV shows and Mandalorian, yeah. and I fell off so long ago because I didn't have Disney. But well, I, just I think I of have... all that stuff you can now watch. I know, I know. Ah, we can't. We've already wife, seen it all. But my there's... wife's not really into it. I, I just need to get her. Well, don't you have your own? We, well, we watch everything together. It's kind of like a thing we do. 
Well, you know, I mean that's cute, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you're just kind of really. That's cute, but it's stupid, Paul. <laughs> well, I mean, you both have different likes. Some people may like vanilla. Some people may cho- like chocolate, like strawberry. You know, I mean, you can't. No, come on, you. it doesn't always you. fit in the box. You gotta have pull time. Yeah, well, that's not a motorcycle. That's oh. football Sundays and. Oh, that's hidden in the bathroom. Football no watching. Your parents don't walk in. Your kids don't walk in. No, no, that's not that. Is that pool time? You're it is. About? It is football. It's, it's pool time. I think. <laughs> I, I think. I think it is motorcycle time and and football time. Are, are right. my? Well, it needs to be Star Wars time. But too. but you're right. Everybody needs uh, their time, right? Yeah. Well, I I personally really enjoy watching Star Wars stuff, as I've said on many. Uh, podcast, uh, my both my brother and I, who is sitting here, Mr. Ryan, we both are, we're, we're all, both all, I would Star say you're Wars all fans, in. Man. You're all in on Star Wars. All in. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? The the story is just, you know. It should be 66. Even the shitty ones are good. Yeah, even the it shitty ones. It doesn't matter. instead of 77. No, it's not execute all to 66. Yes. But it oh. came out in 77. Well, I know, but. Ah, uh, I see where yeah. you're going with that. May so he's fourth. wearing a Star Wars jersey for for you, uh, for you non-video podcasters out there. But you got stormtroopers, so it should be sixty-six. Is what I'm saying. True, but these are the new stormtroopers, not the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. so the Clone Troopers followed Order sixty-six. The stormtroopers are the five of first. There you go. Wow. I, yeah, I don't know any of that. Well, if you watched Star Wars, you would. So that is uh, episode. That's not Battle of the Clones. That is. That is uh, four, five, six, six. That's three. No, it's upset three. I mean, yeah, upset three. Revenge of the Sith is when Order sixty six is given. Okay, okay, all right. Episode three. Oh. Man, I am really thirsty. That beer tastes really good, and this bourbon <laughs> is fantastic. I'm, I'm going to say this is probably one of the better bourbons that I've had. In, in quite some time. We've had some really good ones lately. So yeah, I know. I'm saying, this one is palatable. It's super sweet. Um, I don't taste any. It's not like it's not rich in oil. It's not rich in leather. It doesn't have that rye uh, twinge. That kind of like yeah, that's good. It's like you're tasting the like the the oak barrel. It's got a it really, really well rounded taste, man. It's almost fruity. Is that a bouquet? It right, is, and it, what are we? What are we drinking, Mister Producer? Yeah, are you gonna pull it up on the uh, on the monitor? Well, it's Pinhook. It's a it's actually a collaboration uh, with uh, Still Austin. What they told us, and, and Total Wine got a total of one bottle of this stuff. Uh, we may need to check the HDMI cable. All right, here we the go. The Pinhook collaboration series, twenty twenty two collaboration series. And like I said. We uh, we're at Total Wine, and our and our and our buddies there recommended. They really didn't know much about it, but they only got one bottle of it. They literally got one bottle delivered yep. to the store, right? And so we got it. Yep, it's one hundred and eighteen point nine proof. Yep. So it says for the series second release, which is this one, I believe. Pinhook has partnered with Garrett Oliver, brewmaster of Brooklyn Brewery, and the twenty fourteen James Beard Award winner. To produce an artfully structured, high proof, high rye bourbon, and from what the guy said, this is uh, the the whiskey is they sourced it from Still Austin, which is in Austin, Texas. So it's aged four years, but 
aging four years in Texas is different than aging in four years in Kentucky. Yeah, more this, extreme. What I'm about to say is going to sound really shitty. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. All right, so prepare yourself. This special collaboration will fund 20 scholarships in brewing and distilling to people of color. <sighs> Come on. All right. You know, I'm, I'm bothered by that. It should be anybody who applies. I mean, why? And, and shows why? Merit. Why? I don't get it. I don't get it either. But, but you I know, mean, I what is there's... wrong with me? What, is there something wrong with me? I I grew up just as bad as those guys did. I mean, what the hell? And what kind of color are they talking? I mean, we're all kinds of color. Technically, I'm color. I'm white. Right. That's a color in the spectrum of life. Not in their eyes. I think that's just wrong. I agree. It should be we're if we have twenty you know, if, scholarships if we said open something for like that. Open we were for only everybody. Given to white people, it would be we would we would be crucified. Of course, it really really bothers me. I really enjoy this bourbon. I'm happy they did a fantastic job, but I am not a fan of that. Yeah, it should be open to anybody, right? And and it should be based on merit. That's what we've always said about all of these types of issues, right? But uh, interesting. Okay, well. Uh, it's still a very good bourbon. Live and learn. And oh, when they yeah. say high rye, uh, what percentage? Oh, twenty uh, percent. Oh, I, there it is. I'm looking at it right there. So 20%. seventy, yeah, seventy-five corn, twenty rye, and five malted barley. Proof is pretty stout, one eighteen point nine, but it doesn't doesn't go down that way. No, it doesn't. It's great. It's really really good. I'm not used to drinking bourbon, and uh, if I have any more of this, I'm going to have a second release myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it packs a punch. Yeah, yeah you, just you know, you don't have to drink the whole thing, and and really, you can go uh, add some water to it if you like. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, really. I mean, that's all they do. A lot of folks don't know this, but you know, well, this is pretty strong. 100, almost 19 proof. Yes, very if, much so. At the uh, distilleries, when they want to bring it down to 100 proof, 80 proof, 90 proof, whatever, all they do is add water. That's it. That's it. So you're not going to offend anybody if you want to dumb it down a little bit. No, it's good. It's good. I, I love the rich. Flavor. It's a little spicy for me. It does have a little bit of vanilla taste to it, but it, I, I, I'm getting some spiciness. I like peppery. There There's go. a little bit. That's the rye. There's a little bit on the on the finish. I think uh, up front, it's sweet, very My. tasty, very tasty. I think I'll give this about a seven and a half. Yeah, I would definitely go with that. Not as good as the Elijah Craig's or the Stag last week. Um. I'll, I'll give but it. This is good. I'll give it an eight, eight, eight point two. I'm giving the strong numbers, man. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I'm going to change that. I'm going to give it an eight point five. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really digging this. This is a solid, solid, fruity. It is good. High rye bourbon, and it's it's well endorsed. Pin hook. I wonder. Straight bourbon whiskey. How how does the distribution work? Where total wine, which is a big mover, right? High volume right. mover gets one bottle. Is it a – what is that? Well, you have distilleries kind of like 1845 Distillery in Lowry Crossing, Texas. Uh, 1845, they have X amount of bottles available, and that's how they do it. They just like, man, we've got 5,000 bottles. Well, how many liquor stores are there in the state of Texas? How many liquor stores are there in the United States? Who's going to get that? Who are who's going to get those five thousand bottles? Well, it's like <clears throat> you know, it's like so. the uh, Dogfish one twenty one twenty. If yeah. you go to like the liquor store, you're only if you're lucky, you'll find a single four pack. Right. Yeah. 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 And 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 then good luck getting another one within the next few weeks. Right. Yeah. Even if you request it, they're only getting like one a month or one every two weeks. So it's kind of like Eagle Rare. Right. You know? 
They're just uh, they're, it's a rare commodity. Uh, that's that's what it is. But I agree with you. I mean, they they probably don't have deep pockets. Uh, Eighteen forty five. They have a, a huge advantage because um, they've uh, owned some things prior, like. Uh, yeah, they had a brewery. Old Marlin. Yeah, the brewery. What was it? The Old Marlin? No, it was Port Aransas. Uh, P- Port Aransas. Oh, Bruin. that's right. Their, their uh, neon sign was a was Marlin. A, was a Marlin. That's Correct. right. Uh, but it was, it was, it, it was, it was kind of cool, though. But the, I, we had a conversation. We went up to 1845. Both uh, Jeff and I did. And uh, we picked up a bottle. A Paul, fantastic yeah, a bottle. Yeah, Paul was gallivanting again. Again. I was dove hunting. Which I have never done before. Oh, awesome! I uh, love dove hunting. Oh, before I have not bef- gone dove hunting we, in like before we jump in that. Years. I, I'm really? going to do the shout out to 1845 Distillery Company. We picked up a bottle of preemption finest quality single barrel. Uh, it was bought from barrel number 84. Uh, it was uh, for 38 months, and um, it was 117.6 proof. So. It was a the bourbon whiskey. What kind was it? Now, hold on, is that is that a bottle we had before? They had one left. No, they had no. one left. I was felt so privileged. June was there. She's the the bourbon. I mean, next right next to Mar- Marsha Milam, she's like the one of the bourbon women that are well respected in the industry. She tells her son or the gentleman behind the bar, you know, it's all family run. Right. Go and get that bottle. We only have one left, and he pulls it out of this big freaking safe in front of us. Really? Oh man! And Jeff and I were kind of like, mm-hmm. so, so, mm-hmm. so I missed exactly what it is. So it's cast strength. It's not single barrel. It's a cast strength. It, it was, I don't know. Is it single barrel or is it cast strength? Um, I thought it was single barrel. It's single barrel. Single barrel. Eighty four. Barrel eighty four. Barrel eighty four of not weeded. Not no, it's just straight bourbon. Not four grain. Just straight bourbon. All right. No. Well, where is that bottle? It's in my uh, arm wall. What the uh, hell? You didn't get it for podcast? Well, well, I tell you what, if you want to split it, we can do that. What the hell? Yeah, we should add it. We'll, we'll discuss. All right. That's Put it in your fancy collection bottle out there. What do you call that? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll just, uh, no. What? <laughs> so how did you, how did you let that happen, I am never happen, giving, getting rid of that bottle. How did you let that happen? He, he just There's like, only one left. He bought it. It was so fine. He just, he just like started like knocking shit over his mind. <laughs> he did. He was doing some high kicks. Like, Sean, smash! Give me a bottle. <laughs> I took my nuts out. Put it on the bar. Damn it! I'm Sean. Bottle mine. It's like, can you please put that furry thing away? I will give you the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> little Monchichi. Crazy. So getting back. What's wrong with the left one? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like a dried peanut in the shell. It's a weeble wobble. So getting back to uh, Paul's adventure this past weekend, he did go squabbing into. I don't even know where the hell you went. Yeah, it went pretty to, though. You went with Breckenridge, Rob, uh, who's been on our Texas. podcast. Breckenridge, Texas. Breckenridge. Yeah, one of our loyal listeners, Scott. Uh, which is, his, which is his where? Boss, which Breckenridge? Breckenridge is uh, due west. So it's about two and a half hours west of, uh, of uh, Frisco. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, his boss has a ranch out there, and uh, beautiful, beautiful ranch, beautiful house. But he's got it all set up for. They love to host. They host like uh, the fire department and the police department of Northwestern Hills because that's actually where their home is. Um, and uh, yeah, he, they love to have people out. So they have these uh, little housing units set up with rooms, and they have a maid that comes out. And I mean, the little, it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh. And so, yeah, they have a... They got uh, Hubbard Creek uh, Lake out there. You, they have fishing. Uh, we did... Th- it wasn't 
there wasn't a lake anywhere nearby. I mean, that I know of, but I'm I'm sure there was. Well, uh, right outside there. city limits, there's a huge, huge lake. Oh, okay. Yeah, we weren't on a lake or anything like that. But he's got like I don't know, five hundred to eight hundred to a thousand acres or something like that. Holy schnikes! That's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. And they had skeet going, and and the and his wife uh, was cooking all weekend for everybody, and he's got a. He's got this amazing bunker uh, underneath. Like carnitas and underground, stuff? Underground. This game room, man cave bunker underground. I mean, we've got a pool table and a bar and TVs, and it's, it's a sweet We should setup. ask him how much I he wants like to sell I would like to go for. to there. Uh, right? Ask right? him how much he wants to sell it for. <laughs> right. We can go in. Yeah. And so, yeah, we did dove hunting. I'll Venmo you. Uh, we went boar hunting. Check uh. this. This is crazy. It was like a, it was like a special forces uh, covert op. Every, there are three different mules, right? Those, uh, those not boom duggies, uh, uh, dune buggies. What do you call them? They're mules where the four-wheel, four-wheeler, yeah. I don't know what to call them. They exaggerated gar- golf carts, right? Correct. But there's a name for them. I can never think of them, but they call them mules. Anyway, so we had three of them all packed with people, right? And on each car and each cart, uh, one person was a spotter with night vision goggles or night vision binoculars. So this was at nighttime. Pitch pitch black nighttime all right so three spotters in all three cars and everybody's wearing headsets so we can all communicate with each other they're like to the left yeah it was like uh i think i see some movement at uh three o'clock were you guys shooting from the carts uh well if we had seen something oh, but, okay. i mean but we saw rabbits we saw deer but we, we didn't uh, see any boars oh, okay or hogs or you didn't whatever see an f-35 boars. did you <laughs> no, so i'm thinking the the driver had night vision as well i guess right uh, I had to have. Was he, was he driving lights out? Uh, I mean, I, I, man, I, struggle I, was real. Well, they had they had uh, maybe green light. They had green light to show you know right in front of the right in front of the mules. That's right. wild though. But dude, I'm I telling mean, you, like, when I took when I took the the binoculars away from my face, right, I could not see my hand in yeah. front of my face. It was pitch black. Right. And then when I'm looking through those binoculars, it's the whole places lit up like a christmas tree right especially things that are alive i mean they were bright white is that the first time you ever gone hog hunting uh yes and the first time i've ever looked at um night vision oh night vision binoculars it was incredible it was incredible well you know that's how they caught lauren bober getting felt up what I, you know what? I saw a smidgen of that. <laughs> what was that all about? I, I saw that. I was like, what about? the hell is that? <laughs> now, she evidently went That's hunting. a good time. <laughs> she went hunting, and they uh, they had some sort of camera on her, and I guess yeah, there was an instructor? or No, she was... Uh, this is how you shouldered the rifle. First, no. I grab your left breast. <laughs> she was at a, at a musical, uh, Beetlejuice, and she was with a date, and they were sitting there in the crowd... And boy, he was getting handsy with her, and they had like night vision cameras too, and She's videoed hot. it. I, 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 now I heard about her getting kicked out of there. That's why. because she was laughing and being boisterous and. Oh being, yeah, well, there's video of She's it. She's like, no, stop. And he was like <laughs> reaching in there and really? all kinds of no. stuff. I didn't oh, hear yes. anything about this. Stop. Oh yes, it tickles. Now I do know that she is going through it's a divorce. Is she going through a divorce or she is divorced? I don't know. Yeah, so I heard that. So obviously that explains why she's there with a date. Um, but oh wow, that's that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. so it was it was an amazing time at the ranch, and you can imagine we there was tons of beer, you know, bourbon. I mean, it was just it was great. It was great. 
It was really, really fun. How'd you it like the dove relaxing. hunting? Oh, the dove hunting was amazing. So first off, so I have a 12-gauge, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never, I had never shot it outside of a couple shots out of range, mm-hmm. okay? And so, oh, yeah, so the uh, there's this old guy that, uh, his name is George. He's awesome. Uh, and he, he kind of uh, maintains the place, right? I think he's right. a listener, too. Um, he's a he's a cool dude. And uh, and so he drives us out there, and he kind of knows where everything is, right? You guys want to be here. You want to be there. All right, you sit down there. You sit down there. And so we ringed this big field, right? And I'm thinking, are we all kind of shooting, shooting at each other? Well, <laughs> and it turns out that's it's not atypical to get, uh, I guess they call it peppered. Yes, right? I've been peppered. Right, so when somebody's shooting over the field, I mean, it's just harmlessly falling on you. It's not like it's going to hurt or anything. It, it, well, as long as well, they're not too close. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we were pretty it, far apart. It's not painless, but it's not painful. Right, and so we were pretty far apart. So, anyway, it was amazing because they were like, you know, Paul, come in your way. Steve, turn around. Rob, over there. I mean, we all like looking up. It's like anti-aircraft fire. I mean, well, the thing that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to dove is dove fly fast. They fly oh. at 60 miles an hour. Oh, my God. So by the time you see them cresting and they're coming towards you, you need to be like in front of them. Right. Lead them. Um, you got to lead them. You got to lead them. Yeah. Em. When I first, uh, I, I think I went dove hunting um, for, like for the first time back when I was like 20. Um and we used to, this when I lived in El Paso, and we, it was like a weekend, like every weekend thing. And uh, we would go down to the Rio Grande by the uh, the Bridge of Americas, and there's a levee that uh, is in between like the U.S. and Mexico. Okay. And we would drive all the way down this levee to where there was like a national park. And you couldn't shoot inside of the preserve. Like basically it was a preserve. Right. But the minute they flew out of there and passed over the canal. You could fire away. You could fire away. And there would be people lined up with their backs with the Rio Grande behind them. And then just like as the sun's coming up, they start flying. And because it's all farm out there, they're all full of corn. It was crazy. Yes. But when I first started going, I had like a a twenty like a New England twenty gauge break breach shotgun. Yeah. And everybody else had like awesome shotguns you know but i just you know i just barely started sure and i used to hold like the the shells of my teeth and then just like boom and then like over the shoulder and just boom boom and then you know when you have a break breach you got to get really good otherwise you know right. it's a lot of difference between using that and a pump action <laughs> or a gas powered you know right. uh, but it was fun it was fun and yeah you got you got really good like that's i was like shit that went by fast like yeah 60 miles an hour you need to shoot faster and it was so crazy i think i shot 30 shells and i hit two. Oh. <laughs> I mean that that tells you No, no, that's I was a horrible <laughs> shot. It was absolutely horrible. You actually killed two doves? Yeah, I got two of them. Did you get to eat them? Did you eat them? So, we collected all the doves and there was Steve, enough for one person. No, I think oh. we got uh maybe 15, 15, 20. Oh, that's a good amount. Well, well it depends on how many people. Wait, I mean there's four of us. There's five. Oh, yeah, people. 15's all right. Yeah, so, like like two, yeah, two, three of each. So, Steve is going to prepare them and he's going to uh, you know, wrap them with uh, Were they bacon wrapped ba- with yeah, jalapenos? Yeah, put Cajun a little bit of cream cheese in all, the middle. All, all that, all that kind of stuff, and he's going to smoke it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see when that happens. But, but you know, it was funny. Do you so eat the whole thing. He'll probably get them. Like I'll get my bison I, or my uh, just my your elk, my yeah. elk steak, pretty much. But, but it was funny because I shot one right over the field, and uh, you know, Scott was like, "You got him, you got him," and Rob's all like, "Yeah!" And so I, I, they're like, "Go get it!" And so I went out there, and it was kind of not flopping around, but it was alive. Yeah, it, it was like, "Well, you got to break his neck." I was like, "Oh, damn it!" Uh, <laughs> just shoot it. Boom! Blown to pieces. <laughs> There's nothing left of it, guys. No, but I did. I picked it up, and it was like, uh, "Hi, what's wrong?" 
Oh. And I was like, oh. uh, okay, uh, I need to break its neck, huh? I mean, I was. I was did they show you how to do that, or did you just kind of no, ring it I, around? Yeah, I was standing out he in the field it. by myself. Like some Neanderthal, just dug his teeth into I did, it. I just, yeah, I just, I just went, rah, rah, and it was still moving. I did it harder until it wasn't moving anymore. Uh, for oh, those man. People, for those people listening, this is another reason why we don't have uh, video cameras right now. You would have seen the way he was muscling down. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to tell you, like, I got a similar story, man. Like, the first time I went duck hunting, like, uh, we had taken a friend out there who had never been hunting before this is after we've been um like dove hunting for a while and uh uh my friend uh you know he's not with us anymore but he shot a duck and and it was like his first time he ever shot it but he he winged him and the duck went down and was kind of waddling around on the ground and everything and he like freaked the fuck out and he was like screaming and his eyes were watering he's like kill him kill him was like bro you need to kill him you'll break his neck and this duck had like the strongest neck I've ever seen. He's like, you gotta, <laughs> oh, he no. was like, you've got to do it. And he was just like, and at one point, like I went over there and I grabbed the He's duck lifts. and I like, I tried to break the duck's neck and it wouldn't break. And this guy's like grown man, like almost on the verge of tears. Like you need to kill this duck. And I couldn't break its neck. And I, I, and so <laughs> like, you got a hatchet? Uh, no. So like, here's the part. Cause it kind of traumatized me from duck hunting. And so like, I because I couldn't break the deck. I mean, I was I was doing everything I could. I was like, you know, like you grab it firmly, you spin it, and it usually just breaks. And like I end up having to like choke the duck. And like I'm gonna tell you right now, like you want to talk about trauma, dude. Like first of all, like a duck's neck is only about like two inches wide, right? And you and you can't squeeze it because of its muscles. Okay, so you have to like get your fingertips into where like the the, the esophagus is. It's like. And then, like this poor thing is up. It's it's it was like a scene out of American Me. It was just like he's like, "Don't look at me, little puppet," you know. And it was just like this duck turned around at me, and like his death throes was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was like. Uh, and then and he died. Job of the hut when Pizzaleia killed him. My friend looked at me. and was just like, oh, God, I am me, never duck hunting ever again. I'm a, I'm never hunting anything ever again. I'm so emotionally scarred right now. And I was like, next time, fucking shoot the duck right, you know, like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't anything like that because that was my fear. Here I am holding it and it's going, ow, ow, ow. And I'm like, but yeah, no, it didn't take long to break the neck. But yeah, that would have been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. That's funny, man. That's yeah, <laughs> terrible. Traumatic and bad. And it, it was an amazing experience. So I, I would, I would love to go dove, dove hunting again. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Dove hunting is great. They used to do it right here in where Richwoods was, when it was still fields. Now they built up, uh, yeah, over here, right there in Coit. Uh, yeah, Coit. where Coit before, yeah, yeah that whole yeah. area. I remember when I come to visit Sean, there'd be people lined up oh, yeah. right you, down there on the street shooting. Oh uh, yeah, you, yeah. And, you, and, you know what's funny? I remember reflecting on that as being like, oh my god, how irresponsible! I can't believe those guys are shooting guns. Now that <laughs> now that I've done it, I'm like, okay, it's actually no big deal, right? As long as you're not pointing it at the street. Or, or anything stupid like that. Well, and the law is like you have to be in the direction that you're shooting. There can't be a, the, uh, the nearest house, I think, has to be like a mile away. Oh, I think, it, I think it's a lot shorter than that. Yeah. I don't I think, think it's, it's got to be shorter. I don't think it's a mile away. I think it's, I think it's like 200 yeah, I, yards. I, I, it's been so long, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. Because I remember when we, when we were shooting, um, we would go up and down the levee. And at one point, like the new Tigua Indian Reservation um, housing area had been built out out. In, Past Socorro and, and, yeah. and San Eli, and um, and 
we couldn't shoot in that direction because that housing area is here. So we had a we had a we had a pull back towards us. Yeah, no kidding. Oral. You're peppering people in their backyard. Oh yeah, was, <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful sun! Ow, it's so hot. <laughs> What's happening? Ow, <laughs> God. Yeah, but I remember. Like, I remember. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that used to be a, a big thing because a lot of the a lot of the kids who would hunt with their dads were like, "Yeah, we're going dove hunting today." And it was like a Tuesday or something like that. Right. And, and then you'd hear him shooting. Yeah, it's crazy. Pop, pop, pop. And yeah. so, so Paul, Jeff, and I from the the podcast here, we we have got our little cans of uh, of beer inside of a regular koozie, the bearded butcher. Ryan shows up with a twenty four ounce Magnum, and it's all it's all stuffed inside a freaking koozie, like it, regular. Yeah, it can. looks uncomfortable <laughs> over there. It's uh, it's abnormally sized. Yeah, I like the fatter beers. Yeah, it's kind of like my it's, underwear. It's very uh, chewed. So. Gareth is what I meant. <laughs> Gareth. Very girthy. girthy. You like yeah. saying that word. Well, All right, here we go. Mr. Producer city. has pulled up the rules about how far away you have to be from property or, or from a house uh, when you're shooting for when you're dove, dove hunting. Let's see here. Uh, you need to have attractive land at least ten acres inside uh, in size. Uh, no, it used to be uh, like ten that square area. acres. Fifty acres for shotguns, air rifles, BBs. Why are you putting a shotgun in with, like, air rifles and BB guns? I know. It's dumb. Well, that over there used to be a huge field before any of those houses got in there, so it was easily 50 acres. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, eh, whatever. You know what? I just think that this is another... Oh my God! I hate conspiracy theories, man. They're just they they just tightening up the rules on everything. Every tiny little thing. It's just like just like the fact that they categorize the the BB guns and the pellet guns to be in the same class as a shotgun. I mean, come on. Find your workaround. Hell, I was told that find ner- your loophole. Well, well, that's I, what I was, I was told what? that Nerf guns are not legal in Frisco. Well, How Nerf, stupid with Nerf. If that's, if yeah, that's true. But, but here, here's the yes, it is true. But here's the deal on that. The the reason why they're they're not they're it's because some kids were getting killed with because, Nerf guns. No, because they were going around aiming Nerf guns at people. Oh, and right. they were painting them because regular Nerf guns are all playful. They're toys. They're, yeah, they're all blue like fluorescent and, green yeah, and, and yellow. Green. Well, and, and they've got the orange cap, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. what their kids are doing is they're they're painting them real colors and they're yeah, going around and they're aiming people and they're getting whacked. And so they were like, yeah, you know, sorry for Nerf. But they just got to change gears uh, on the some of the products they sell. You well, know, and these some of these, footballs. yeah, some of these BB guns are realistic as hell. My son spent a lot of money, his own money, on a on a fancy BB gun that does the whole do 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 like a automatic, like an automatic, and uh, it looks real. Well, the urban legend about that is uh, I don't know if it's urban legend or not, um, and maybe producer can look it up for us. But I think that Nerf actually used to get um, uh, money grants from the federal government uh, to design their toys because it's a part of trying to introduce kids. It's trying to amp them up to join the army, basically. Oh, wow. Learn to shoot a gun, learn to shoot different styles of guns, sniper rifles, uh, their rapid fire rifles, handguns, pistols, shotguns, whatever that they have. And it's kind of a way to be like, hey, man, if, if, if you like doing that, join the military. Well, I don't think that's an effective recruiting strategy. I think drag queens probably is a better <laughs> right. effective with, strategy. With Nerf guns? Yeah. yeah, yeah super drag, soakers. Oh, oh drag queens. <laughs> no, <sorry>. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the super soakers. I'm so wet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I should not have Jeez. said that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 
<laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to take us there. All right, let's uh, let's 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 move on to the next yeah, topic. The super soakers. God bless you. You guys watch. So first of all, football this past week. Uh, they've had. Uh, first of all, I don't watch a lot of college. Uh, God bless. You. I don't watch pro? a lot of college football. Oh, college football. So, I prefer college over pros. Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't, and but I'll tell you what has, I, I, and he's getting a lot of hype over this. But Deion Sanders taking over Colorado oh, is—it's got so much hype. Yeah, and you know and what? Three and zero now. They right? went from nothing, and, and it's, there's a big story. There's there's a there's a story behind this. So Deion Sanders wanted a an un, a lot of money to go there and to to work with Colorado and to rehabilitate the team, and whatever he wanted, they said no. And so he came back and said, yes, but A, B, C, D, they said, okay, let's do it. So that he did it. He's like 5-0 and o right now. Is that right? I think 3-0. 3-0. Three three and and He's won 3-0. They weren't getting any games at all. None. I mean, meaning that they're never on any kind of uh, TV uh, station. Right. No one's they're always on there. TV now. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. First three and, are. And the story, now they're in the mainstream. And the story behind it is he came in to Colorado and he immediately told the kids, most of you are not going to be here. Because I'm going to handpick every single person at every single position, so you might as well just go into the transfer portal now. So they started leaving in droves, and then he handpicked. Then he he like basically uh, poached poached players from all over the country to go into the transfer portal, come play for him, and he built it from scratch. And so normally, what happens, right? They they hire a big name coach, and it takes three or four years for them to. Uh, to turn over, yeah, to turn over all the kids that were there and that they're now gone, and they handpicked everybody that they recruited from 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 day one. That's not what he did. He did this transfer portal uh, approach, and apparently, it's and very coaches. very effective. You know, well, hats but off to him. It usually He's, happens with coaches when new coaching comes in. He brings his own crew. I think that's great. Well, coaching, yes, not kids. Coach, correct. Yeah, but well, he it, he like did the yeah okay. So they uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a big deal, and he's um. It's successful. It's got me. I don't watch college, so it's got me watching it. Like the game that just happened this past week. Yeah, Colorado, down, Colorado State. It was down by two touchdowns. So, uh, at least two touchdowns. It's apparently a good game. Yeah. I oh, it was it. a great game. It went on until like after one in the morning. It was two two overtimes. Yeah, I ended up watching the the whole thing. Was it two overtimes? It's two overtimes. There it is. Forty three thirty five. Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right over there. God. Better now. Oh, yeah, that sausage I feel bad for Jeff if it walks that way. <laughs> <laughs> say, is that that sausage you ate uh, earlier? No, tell, don't worry about no, Jeff. Sausage is right here. God. Jeff is uh, quite the barnyard animal himself. I mean, he won't admit it, but he took a dump right over there about an hour uh, ago. I have to keep up with Sean. Well, I'll tell you no, what, Colorado was, the, doesn't have that strong a schedule. I'm looking at the schedule that they have up right now. They play Oregon. They play USC. Well, Oregon's pretty tight. They're they like play Arizona fifth State, or sixth. Stanford, UCLA. I don't – okay, so maybe well, Oregon's pretty good. Oregon's good. USC's good. Okay, well, that's good. Well, yeah, I'm two, starting to watch games. a little bit more of the, the college football, and I've got a little bit of a fever that Jeff has, and I'm going to go ahead and explore it uh, because – because I got this hype, and I I got this hype with with the the Colorado games, and it's not that I give a shit about Deion Sanders, but he had a stacked team, right? His own team. In addition to that, did you see who was on the sidelines? No, they had Dwayne the Rock out there. Oh, great. I mean, you've got coaches like Michael Irving that are showing up and personally coaching the wide receiving core on Deion mm. Sanders' team. I mean, he's got. Uh, they were so it's a bunch of uh, obnoxious celebrities. 
uh, I don't know. They weren't being obnoxious. They were being pretty cool. And, know. and you know what? It's, I'll tell you it. one thing I really appreciated. I didn't see any bullshit out there. No Black Lives Matter bullshit. <laughs> none of this. None of this argumentative stuff. It was divisive. Clean divisive football. stuff. Yeah. Yes, and the, the and there was some sort of animosity between the two coaches. And Deion Sanders was like, "Don't talk about my mama." You know, he's like, hey, Bobby, don't talk about my mama. I don't know exactly. He's got this weird accent. That wasn't it. That was obviously not it. But, yeah, I don't think that was it. <laughs> but he, uh, there was some sort of. Well, the, the coach of Colorado State took a shot at him because he goes, oh, yeah, I don't go to press conferences with a hat and glasses on. He didn't say Dion. He didn't say anything. He just took a shot at Dion Sanders because, you know, he's prime time, right? He's right. obnoxious. Yeah. He's <laughs> wearing shades and, you know, just being over larger than life. That's, that's, well, but that's been his whole life. Well, right? I'll t- tell you this. My experience is my oldest, Brandon, played peewee football. And he's the same age as one of uh, Dion's sons, Shiloh, and who's on the team. And Dion uh, had a team... Uh, I can't remember the Tigers or something like that when Brandon was playing. So Brandon would play him. Right. And nothing but respect for the parents. Uh, he played clean. He, he like I said, he didn't say, look at me, I'm Dion or anything like that. We'd scrimmage oh, him down here in the neighborhood. Uh, he was there coaching the kids up. Um, and everything like that. And so he's a class act. He was. He was a class act. Well, that's so. good to hear because, you know, you sometimes when you're so far removed from this stuff, you don't know who the people are, really. No. You know, and he, you make assumptions and, and judge, and you shouldn't. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the whole team was, was Shiloh because at the time he was the biggest kid. Oh, that's that's always peewee football. Yeah, so he was the biggest kid, and he but was he has, fast. He has two. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, Shiloh, I think, two, is the oldest, the team, right? son, and I think is the quarterback, Shadur, is a younger son. Oh, they're both playing for Colorado right now? Yeah. Shiloh is uh, safety, I think, or quarterback. And, and apparently playing effective. well. Yeah, the oh, quarterback's dude, he, playing very well. He called yeah. one back. He did a pick six. Yeah, Shiloh did a he did pick two, six. He did two, technically, but uh, one of them got called back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So, That's anyway, great. you know, my experience, and I remember uh, we were uh, his team showed up uh, waiting for – this is Pee Wee, right? So, we play on Saturdays. And uh, his team showed up, and they were, he was standing over there with his team, and we were in the stands, and a kid fell off the stands. Oh, shit. I just remember him. I guess he saw it. He ran all the way around the track, picked the kid up, and ran all the way back over to the ambulance. Like, picked him up and carried him to the ambulance. Correct. Damn. Yeah, so. Well, I know he's a huge Christian guy. So that's, you know, that's always a good thing. Too. I mean, he's over the top, but if you get past that, he's, uh, I think he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but that's good. That's good. Well, and he's certainly getting people like you, your your point, Sean. He's getting people to watch college football. That's not he, a bad he's, thing. Well, he's enticed me, and um, I've got kind of hooked. I, I don't care about Colorado. I shouldn't say it like that. I don't care. I'm not rooting for Colorado. No, I, but I'm you're actually, interested in watching. Yeah, I, I, it really brings up a different level of football because you've got these, y- you've got these miracle. Um, these miracle opportunities for these kids. Right. Because you've got a lot of great players. None of them, I shouldn't say none of them, most of them are NFL ready. ready. Mm. So what that allows is that those people that separate the NFL potential from regular great players is that you see those guys excel. 
Right. And it's not like NFL where some guy breaks away and then he's he's freaking hunted down and knocked down right away. Well, you know, you're dealing with college. These guys don't have that physical aptitude or they have the, the ability or the know-how to, to attack just like that because they're all kind of new. Right, the football. Well, young. I think that's the allure. Like, um, I mean, you know me. I'm not. I'm not big on sports and everything. But when I do watch football, I, I, I'll watch college football with my friends more than I'll watch like NFL. And in, in the reason I, I have, and I get it kind of from my friends, is they haven't made it yet. Correct. So they try harder. It's oh, yeah. a better game. It's a, it's a more heated game. Yeah. Like the guys in the NFL, they already have the money. They already have the contract. Yeah. And these kids are all fighting for the contract. They yeah. all, that's changing now. Yeah. With NIL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that mean? NIL. What is that? I'll let you Name and likeness. So now you these students are getting paid money. What? Yep. Yes. Um, it takes away everything you just said. Yeah, it does. Wow. So there's quarterback. There's a quarterback who committed to Florida or Florida State was going to get like $3 million in, uh, in money to go to Florida. And I think he opted out to go somewhere else because someone offered him more money. Right. So all these boosters and companies says, hey, go to Louisiana and we'll get you $4 million. Instead. Didn't that used to be illegal, though, back in the day? They it used to be. Just NCAA, changed it. NCAA, they just Man, changed it. they're changing and the everything reason why they to, did, to flip the scale. The reason why they did is because these colleges are making so much money. It's all about the money, man. They're making yeah. so much money off these As, kids. Uh, off these kids. Well, off of tuition in general. Well, that too. Oh, that's a racket. Well, football is a moneymaker. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I got to say, like a lot of like the, the – it's uh, – College in general, I think, is a racket. I agree. Unless you want to be, unless you have a specific goal. Oh in my God, it's a total racket. This I agree. The, as much as they charge, you know, it, it, it's absolutely. It, they are raping the system of the United States. Well, and they're forcing you to take classes that aren't even uh, necessary for what you you need to learn, right? Because they're relevant. Sure. Exactly, and it's because there's some some teacher out there who you know, like some some woke teacher out there that. Uh, like they have 15 kids in the class and we need we need 16 so everybody you have to take this class so we can keep this teacher employed so we can look look more like a, a more diverse university mm. right and it's so it's like you're having to pay all this extra money to, for right. something that you don't even need for your degree and they go up and up the, the the like why do why why does a person need to take ceramics if they're if they're going to school to study law? Oh wait, hold on. Ceramics is a huge uh, that's oh, a huge class. We all saw across, across the kayaking. Line, I mean, go down to, to was it, it? It used to be like a, a what Southwest Texas Ooh, you, uh, Bobcats down in San Marcos. You know, it's just like you know, like uh, I I understand you want to be a lawyer, but you got to take kayaking for a semester. I did water polo. Did you really? I did. <laughs> Naked. It was nude water That's polo. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was never in good, as good a shape as I was then. I mean, when you I mean, dropping deuces. Oh yeah. When you have, uh, I mean, you got to take some electives, bitch. right? They want you. So here's the thing: they want you to have a well-rounded education. They want you to have a well-rounded experience to where you. You know, you you know more about yeah, than, than just what your I, I get it, but that, sure. your career is going to be because a lot of times that you don't end up you don't end up doing just that, but like in your career, in, right? Yeah. But I, that's the idea. I agree, and I that's don't. I don't agree, and I don't agree because I'm thinking if you do have a career plan, right? Then why the hell do I need to learn about the, the nectarines? You know, I, I'm, that's kind of weird. But John, I, I got you. No, I don't think it's quite like that. They're not forcing you to take ceramics. They're not forcing you to take kayaking. As far as I know. But they do take, say, you need an English, you need some history, you need some art courses. 
Yeah, and you need uh, like uh, you got to be able to develop those PowerPoint presentations, right? Well, Statistics. maybe today. Yeah, you have to have non-major electives, Correct. and you and they're usually pretty uh, a pretty big list Correct. Uh, of d- different things that you know might you know pique your interest. Basket weaving, no. like like I took nautical archaeology. Right. Wow. That that's great. Right. Seriously, good deal. Did you have to? How crazy is that, right? And he could, he not could a, call and, and not and how, many, how many times have you been out in the open ocean? <laughs> no, but, but but the thing is, a sexton, but a the, sexton. But the thing is, it's a sexton. But here's the thing: I I needed to take an elective, and it sounded fascinating, and it was, it was super cool. Basically, it's the study of shipwrecks and how. I it, think that's in, actually pretty and, cool. Yeah, that, well, that's fun. That's well, fun. and that's, how how it rewrites history. Like every single time they find a shipwreck, where they go in there and they figure out, okay, this is an Egyptian ship, and it came from this time period. What the hell does? Why? Oh, like that machine they found in that old ship. Well, that's God, like the, the, the hundreds first of years old. Oh, One God. of the first. Man, I shouldn't have gotten Sean started on this. Uh, crystal skulls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I listened to that episode. You, you guys jumped on him for that. You wanted to say is, it before I did. Like anthropologists, man, have been. Uh, there, it's coming out that what anthropologists thought was 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 was, was truth. Right. Is now just up in the air. Like right. if you look at like a lot of the things that and anthropologists like sixty five hundred years ago is when anthropologists assumed we started our hunter and gather societies, and then that that's when society started. And now we're finding out it could be as far back as like eleven thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand years ago, and that around sixty five hundred years ago or prior to that is when we had the younger Dryas effect when we were just pelted with comets that destroyed like. All the crops, like ninety percent of the life on Earth. Oh wow! And then we had a we had a grow back from the beginning of civilizations, and 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 the argument for that is like if you look at like structures like in Turkey, they have these immense cities in Turkey that are built under the mountain. Correct. That are like, and it's not like they can house like fifty or hundred people. They house like thirty thousand people per city, and then they have these like these tunnels that link the city that goes ten kilometers. How difficult was it to build these cities under these mountains, let alone a tunnel that goes 10 kilometers, if these cities are older than like 6,000 years old? Right. And right. what tools did they, 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 they do it with? And now they're finding, like, they're finding like artifacts that they don't know how they were machined, like, um, like holes drilled in solid rock where they're counting the striations and they're going, wait a minute, the striations and the drill marks and these, these things, we don't have a drill today that makes those striations. How the hell did they do it 6,000 years ago? I go back to, we go to this conversation that says, I think we, we are presumptive to say, those people back then were not smart enough to figure things out. Oh, they were Maybe smart. that technology was lost, and we haven't figured 100%. out how to do it again. 100%. I think, and this is just my opinion, based on a lot of stuff. So people like, well, if, if civilizations were that advanced and they lived that long ago, then why don't we have any evidence that they, they like any kind of like um, ancient computers and stuff like that? Well, if you think about it, what do we do nowadays? Everything is like all of our information is either on paper and books or it's in the cloud. It's digital now. Right. And so once the civilization is gone, how do you access the cloud if there's nothing to access it with? Correct. So you have tons of information that we had we 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 don't know because maybe they were i personally think maybe they were more advanced there's a story like um graham hancock has which he's he's an investigative journalist that kind of got into archaeology and he was talking about like if you look at the sphinx 
he took pictures of the Sphinx in Egypt and he sent out these pictures to a bunch of geologists and he said, tell me what kind of erosion this is. And he sent them multiple pictures. Yeah. And some of the um, uh, geologists were like, well, this is definitely wind and sand erosion. And other geologists came back and said, well, this is definitely water erosion. What are these pictures of? And he says, it's the Sphinx. And so from like mid way down on the Sphinx, Robert it's all Schock, water right? um, erosion. That means that at some point that Sphinx was underwater right. at least like what twenty feet. Well, you know, God flooded the earth. Remember, a- Noah's Ark. Yeah, and well, <laughs> well, you know, and and we we find these things like uh, you were talking about, like the civilization that was lost in the Amazon. They they have a, a, a new technology now called LIDAR, light refracting LIDAR, uh, radar, mm-hmm. and they can see through foliage with it. Right. And they now know that the Amazon jungle was cultivated. It was it was it was an aggregate like they had uh, orchards like a lot of the trees that are in the Amazon that you can find nowhere else on the planet. They were planted in orchards. And they found like, and it's all throughout like South and Central America, they found a huge, they call it, I think the Monkey City in Honduras that they didn't know existed. Um, Is that the, where they got the theme, the, the movie Congo from? Uh, no, because that would be in Africa. But um, but, the <laughs> but yeah, possibly. But like the Mayan temples, um, it, you know, uh, they, they found like, um, or the Aztec temples, I'm sorry, in Mexico, they went over them with light refracting radar and found like six other pyramids that were around there they didn't even know existed because they're buried. Right, underground. You know, you yeah. know right. it's, it's like without this technology, it's like where did all these, you know, like it, if we were hunter and gatherers 6,500 6, years ago, how did they make that shit? Right. I, I, I hear you. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I, I think it goes back even further than that. Right? They're unveiling or unearthing, uh, like in Turkey, you, you had mentioned, there are 25,000, they said it was 25,000 to 50,000 years old. Some of these people that this dude went out in this backyard in Turkey, there's this the thing coming out of the ground. He's like, yeah, hey, what is that? Start digging it up. And they get deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden, this, this colossal uh, stone structure with multiple columns. And on the columns, they've got these animals like lizards and uh, what is the uh, and, and, and dinosaurs and the, the ones and with dragons? The, I say pterodactyl. What, what is the ones that got the little things on the back? The the little uh, spears. No, no, like the triceratops. <laughs> uh, it's it's loaded. Like stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Yeah, yeah. I think it's stegosaurus. They so they there are they are drawing pictures of a stegosaurus or some dinosaur. I believe it to be one. Let me look and see what Mr. Producer... Yeah, exactly that. So they have like a drawing or a, a 3D uh, rendering of the stegosaurus. So it kind of makes you wonder, you know, because nowadays you have like the Gila monster out there. It's a lizard. You're kind of like, you know, if you were to see that, if it didn't exist and you would only see like bones of it or something like that, you'd be like, what the fuck, man? That's, that's old school dinosaur stuff. Well, God bless. It exists now. So what's to say that didn't exist 25,000 years ago? Absolutely. Some version of it, yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, so, like, the or- the, the Earth's orbit, the, when, when we go, you know, around the sun, we pass through a decaying comet. A lot of people don't don't understand this. We There's a huge comet up there. NASA's aware of it. They take pictures of it all the time. They know that there's planet killers up there. They have debris up there that's over a kilometer wide. They have some that's up to like three and four kilometers wide. They know this for a fact. And we go through the orbit. We go through the decaying comet twice a year. We go through it in, I believe it's uh, July, August, and then we go through it uh, between October and November. And that is the time where uh, the Earth sees the majority of meteor showers right. that, that, that comes in. 
and you know you're talking about civilizations going back like 50,000 years they knew about it back then because they were constantly pelted with debris right and you would think like if it was a small debris meteor then they're like okay we need to figure out how to take shelter from these things so you start building underground and you know and then you also have to take it a, a, you know like what was it the um uh it's now it's i want to say Oh, man, I can't remember the name of the comet that hit about 5,000 years ago, but it was one of the last big ones, and I think it was um, it, the, it, it eludes me right now at this moment. I'm kind of embarrassed. Uh, I mean, but, but but you make you, Buckler, you, you raise uh, a great Buckle. point, though, because, I mean, they, they had the time to study their world. Yes. They studied the sky. They studied, you know, they, they recorded that they went through this tale twice a year. They knew it was coming. Yes. You know what I mean? And they had to prepare for it because it was bad last time. Yes. Right? And they know like, they knew the, the Atlas. I mean, think about how they were able to come up with the, the, the lunar calendar and they could predict to like hundreds of years later how things were gonna line up, how the planets were gonna line up. They didn't know they were planets, but they were you know what I mean? But they just Absolutely. Absolutely. Was, and even in modern times we, 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 we kinda do the same thing and we forget about it because we give it simple names like farmer's almanac. <laughs> right, right. It's actually Atlas. That was the, the comet you were referring to. No, it was called something else. Hey, I, I, I don't want to say Haley's comet. The no. Bebop comet. Bebop. Is that the one the Heaven's Gate? But uh no, the crazy comet? thing is is like uh like the like like as far as like the fauna in North America, North America used to have lions. North America used to have like the the furry rhinos, like well, the woolly to, rhino. Well, it used to be Pangaea, one huge yeah. continent. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean that that was even further back. That was like that was probably like hundreds of thousands, if not million years, further back. Right. But once the continents separated, like, did you know like all horses started in North America, and then they extended out throughout the rest of the world and then when the when the last comets hit it wiped out almost all the fauna in north america including all the horses and then horses weren't reinduced into north america until the uh, uh, until the um, like the spanish came over and brought horses right but but horses crazy? started I, I in north america and then we're all killed off. And, and if it weren't for them, you know, through herding and migration of, of animals going to other countries, Domestic, they would all be wiped domestication, out. Domestication, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, the, the concept of being able to, to timestamp all that stuff because they're, they're finding bones and they're, they're putting a timestamp to that. And they're like, well, these pre-existed the ones we found in, in Oh, the, the bone guy in Alaska. Yeah. Have you heard about him? The oh, bone the guy yard the in mammoth Alaska? Tusk guy? A mammoth tusk. He's got like 10,000 mammoth tusks. Yeah. He started a bone rush in New York. So this, this gold miner in Alaska, um, he purchased this plot of land. And on the plot of land, uh, uh, there was a facility. They were selling stuff to like the, the New York museums. They were selling museums, like stuff all over the world, right? And he found paperwork to where they had sold like thousands of bones to New York. Yes, that guy, he's amazing. And um, he went on Joe Rogan's show and he goes, I'm gonna start a, a modern day bone rush. He goes, I know exactly. So what happened was like this this museum in New York that had all these bones that were sent to it back in like the 1920s. Um, the museum ran out of room in their basement. So they dumped the bones in the harbor. They loaded up these trucks with all of these <laughs> oh prehistoric God. bones and they went down to the harbor and they just dumped up right off the 
dock into the water. And he knew exactly where they dumped him because he had the paperwork for him. Yeah. And he went on Joe Rogan's podcast and he gave the exact street. He's like, it's, a, it, it's the dock that ends on this street. And the next day, people from like all over the world were going to New York and he started a bone rush. And they were going in there and they were finding stuff. Mm. Like these divers were going down there and they were finding like mammoth tusks and pieces of like saber toothed tigers and like all this How crazy cool. stuff that was just dropped into the harbor down there it was it was crazy the craziest thing about this guy and the land he owns is all of these bones come out of about i think it's less than four acres oh weird and he's finding thou- like whole intact he's found defrosted mammoths wow he's found like um yeah they power yeah they pressure wash the the the, the tundra the permafrost and they bring these bones out he's found like intact like short-nosed bears if you're not familiar with the short-nosed bears they used to be up in the bering strait they were twice as big as a polar bear and uh if you if 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 you saw that shit coming at you you were dead yeah you panicked you were dead but he has found all sorts of shit he has found birds up there um like look at that picture up there Look, look! Look how big that 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 bear is, based on the bones that they found. Yeah, that'd be like, scary. Like I would shit myself to death before that bear had a chance to eat me. Um, but wow. it, it, it's just it's crazy the amount of fauna uh, debris that he's found in there. I, I wonder why it'd be all crammed in such a small area. That's, that makes no. I sense. think it's. A, I think it has to do with a cataclysm because he says a lot of it's charred, and so like if there's a huh. cataclysm, like a meteor strike or something like that and all of the animals are running in one direction and then they get channeled maybe it was like a glacier yeah like yeah a, yeah like right. a canyon and they all wound so up you had canyon. this big fire or something just exactly. chasing them and they just exactly. ran exactly that's well, what it, i think it's kind of like it's kind of like at the base of a cliff exactly like right the lemmings just yeah yeah and then they find like just stacks and stacks and stacks of bones right but it's 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 just wild um yeah that is fast stuff so what did they end up taking where did they where did they take all those bones that they found he keeps them dude he he got he well, has so, so he, many so he said that there's the bones when you get the bones out i'm taking them he keeps them all he 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 sells some some of uh, them. I'm, no, I'm no, not no. talking he, about the ones he's he saying about the Alaska. ones recovered yeah, yeah, from the in the water. Oh yeah, well I mean they're in the harbor. They're free. They're like free to go. Nobody owns oh, those. Oh, yeah, okay. it's yeah, that's yeah. A, that's yeah. You dive in there, you, you know, find it, you jo- keep it. John Reeves had mentioned on the Joe Rogan show because I watched that whole podcast and he was uh, he had mentioned uh, he's like man you know I'm I'm going on. He had made a statement saying he didn't want to go on any other show. Yeah. No news, no nothing. He says, you know what? I'm going on the Joe Rogan show and only the Joe Rogan show to talk about this. Yeah. So if you guys want to talk to me about it, I'll talk to you about it. And he just started talking about all the different animals that he has out in his freaking Alaska. It was just, a, I mean, think Does about he have like it. a showroom in the museum? He has animals that anthropologists didn't even know existed. He has like, he said, he found like, he found feathers, like bright blue feathers. And people are going, there's no bright blue birds up there. Right. There's never been any bright blue birds up there. Where did you tell you? He's like, well, I've got a ton of feathers. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's all. It's crazy. Uh, what are those uh, velociraptors that they were supposedly or potentially uh, chickens? Yeah, large chickens. I mean, think about that. Yeah, chickens are the last of the dinosaurs. A lot of people don't realize that. Like, that's chickens are the the evolution of dinosaurs. Things either get bigger or they get smaller. Right. And it has and to do with the the amount of oxygen in the air, right? Ratio. I, I would assume so. Uh, usually, like the size of an animal has to do with their lung capacity. Interesting. Or penis size. I, I was going <laughs> to go with penis as well. Yeah. 
Especially and, if you're and, a, hey, dude, if you're a walrus, <laughs> off guard. If you're a walrus, bro, you've got it made. <laughs> you know the walrus penis bone is so big that Inuits use it as a battle club. <laughs> the walrus. Can you penis imagine being beaten to death with the walrus dick? <laughs> Dad, you've been dicked. I, I think the largest is the blue whale. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. The walrus penis bone. The large, I don't think they're as available. Though. The largest mammal. Mammal penis. Yeah, I'd on like the to planet. buy a blue whale penis, please. So, Mr. Producer, pull up walrus penis bone. Oh, oh here why? we go. Yeah, let's why do would it. we do that? Well, it's Seven a bone. Because it's going to give, like, your. Um, <laughs> it's going to give you a complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. puts on there. Okay. No. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer has declined the request. <laughs> the search engine for you your laptop to, is going to be fantastic. Yes. And I agree with that answer. You don't have to Mr. put your nude. Yeah, this, yeah uh, this is a family show. This is gonna this is gonna populate on the dudes like us account. You know, we're gonna school laptops. <laughs> oh, those those like, boys are searching I'll tell for you what. Hey, you got hey, you got your laptop. What, what, I'm not, dude. That's, no, last time I searched with something with blue in it, someone made me pull up a blue waffle. I'm no. not doing that shit again. Oh, Jesus yeah, we're not Christ. looking at we're Wallace, not looking up any any Wallace penis Wallace related penis thing. That was you. You told me to look up. Man, look at a blue waffle. Son of a bitch. Uh, I am. Yes. Yeah, you did. You did. I tell you what. I I was. I was stunned because uh, stunted or, or scarred for life. It's kind of like this guy that uh, in Australia. <laughs> there oh it is, Sean. Oh, great. There's the walrus so, penis yeah. bone. He, he, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> Dude, it's about the size of the guy's arm up to his shoulder. That's gross. <laughs> Hello. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he did it. Oh, look at that. That is <laughs> okay. It's amazing. Yeah. So, well, hold on. Now, is that. Erect or is that well, plastic? Well, oh. check it out, man. He's even got a loop on there, like like a billy club. Oh, like he's got a bat. little. He's got a little leather it, it's strap. Just in case that, you that smack somebody so hard with that dick, it falls out of your hand. <laughs> Dude, I want to get one of those with a car. Just <laughs> for, like, get yourself a defense. Jimmy Club. We call this one the Dicky Club. <laughs> called the Dicky. You want to get smacked by the Dicky? They call them baculums. But, but seriously, baculum. can you imagine if that's how your life ended in like battle? Like oh, I was clubbed to death by a whale. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, Mr. Producer. <laughs> please, you got to go over to the dude with the blue shirt on. He, yeah, what is that fossilized wall? He's, walrus back. That bacul- thing. Bacul- holy shit! That is that's like a winner. Five feet long. It looks like a horn. That walrus was a stud. It's curved like mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his goes up. Yours probably goes to the l- right. Well, then All you have right. this. One, then you have someone searched. Why don't men have penis bones? Yeah, I think humans are the only species that doesn't have one. Really. Yeah, I think pretty much every Do other have fauna. Monkeys? Bones? I, I don't know about primates, but I mean, I think almost all fauna has like a penis bone. Well, that, that would help crazy. with ED, wouldn't it? Ah. Electrical dysfunction? Yeah. <laughs> Even when you're flaccid, you're ready. Right? Wow. If there's a bone in there, <laughs> that just go would for it, it stab you from the inside? <laughs> basically, uh, <laughs> it's basically a sit and spin. Just go. I'll just oh, wait. Boy. Okay. I'm so glad we got on that topic. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Penis Sorry. bones? Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, I, I wonder who brought that Jeez. one up, Jeff. Uh, no, Ryan did. Uh, what are you? Hey, does, it, does an archituthis have a, an, uh, a penis? A what? An archituthis? I don't know what an archituthis That's is. That's the giant squid. Yeah, those little yeah, squids that come oh, out of the water and crack a boat in half. Jesus. 
That is an Arcatusis. Yeah, the giant squid. Yeah, those super large ones. Those, those, sea, uh, those sea pirates or those sea uh, captains we'll talk about in the stories in the 1600s, 1500s, where this big Arcatusis comes out and grabs a ship up and cracks it in half and sinks it. Do you, know they're, do you know they're, they're, they're more intelligent than dogs? Squids? Yeah. Uh. They hunt in packs that communicate through their skin. The, 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 the what do they call it? That fluorescent light. Yeah, they, they they strobe and they communicate through changing the, the colors of their skin. Like, uh, uh has to do some kind well, of photos. Well, the, hum- well, the Humboldt squid is very aggressive, they, and they hunt in packs. Yeah, is that the one off the coast of California? Yeah. Yeah. Those are very dangerous. And they have like a, they have like a, a spiked suction cup. Like, yep. it has teeth on it. Yeah. Um, I saw a, 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 a I saw like an interview with yeah. a diver that got attacked by it, That's and the they tried to squid. pull it down, and he managed to get away. Yeah, they'll they'll come up, and they're big too. Yeah, and anthropologists uh, believe that that squids and whales actually teamed up to build the pyramids because they, they have thumbs. <laughs> really? Oh wait, they don't have thumbs. Uh, no opposable <laughs> thumbs. Opposable thumbs. Oh, Deep. Uh, never mind. Uh, you can still flush a toilet. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, you know you what? You just those, can't build it. Those yeah. the Arcatuthis could be the source of the gray skulls. Oh, I'm sorry, the crystal skulls. Yes. Did they have skulls? Those Arcatuthis? No. No. They're, They're invertebrates. Invertebrates. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't mean they didn't swallow one alien one from from outer space. Yeah. Look how big that Humboldt is. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Humboldt. Yeah, the H-U-M. They attack you. They're very aggressive. I mean, like, like, that's how big it is compared to that that, that silhouette of the diver down there. Imagine a pack of them. Yeah. Because they're pack hunters. That would be scary. You're fucked. you with those beaks. (laughs) You're fucked. Seriously. Well, hold on. Your food. As as a scuba diver, sure. But if you're in a boat. Look at that. What if you saw, you you just jumped in like, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'd rather I'd yeah. rather so jump into a pack of sharks. The, uh, the BBC, and, and, hold on. and what do they hundreds do? Hundreds of Humboldt squid. Uh, they they hook onto you. Fish in the sea. And, and they pull, pull you down. You down? Literally, you. probably about. 40 they do. On they the pull screen. you down. They're smart enough to know to drown you. Oh wow. That's I mean, what but, that diver was you, saying. That you, diver said they kept grabbing. They kept. They were swarmed on him, and they kept trying to pull him down. And he kept trying to swim up, and then finally he got away. Wow. With his thumbs. I don't know. Was he it po- like he po- that po- South Park episodes? Oh, no, I'm going to put my thumb in its ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking eye, but Not maybe again. they don't have eyes. <laughs> yeah, look, look at that suction cup. That's crazy. It doesn't just suck onto you. It, like, it, it like bites into yeah. you. And, and it, there's some fish that like like a, a, turn. When, when you pull it off, it takes chunks out of you. But there, there are like fish. like a shark by a plumbing shark. Yeah, bite. there are fish that have that, that type of mouth, and then they sit there. and Yeah, that's, that's a, a type of shark. And they rotate. That's a type of shark that has that. It'll it'll bite into it and uh, rotate and pull out corks. Of yeah. What do you meat. call those? What do you call those? Drill My penis bits? does that. Sometimes. Those drill bits where you cut out a core and you bring it out. Core drill bit. Yeah, no. that's what they call them. Core drill bit shark. <laughs> core <laughs> core drill bit shark. Well, they, it's called core drilling. Is is with the, they cut out a big old circle? Oh yeah. well, I mean a that's core? how they yeah core samples. Yeah. That's how they figure out. It's like, a core bit. Yeah. They got large ones too. They got deep ones. There's all kinds. They they got something to go through like four foot concrete walls that are six inches in diameter, even bigger. Yeah, and yet the ancients had better ones. Isn't that crazy? Go fucking figure. Isn't that crazy? Where you could sit at uh, something similar as uh, uh, oh Stonehenge and how they like you had mentioned where they have uh, the, the holes through the. Uh, the stones where you can sit there and during a certain time of year when it when it comes time, hope we gotta wait because it's not lined up yet. As soon as that um, the star shines through this one, this one, and that one, we can go ahead and harvest our crops. 
Yeah, that's crazy. And then the fact that they came, like I think, like the stones they got from Stone. Uh, uh, so Stonehenge, I think, is in in in, in uh, so Salisbury Plains. Um, but the uh, the stones themselves come three hundred miles away. I think it's in Wales. So it's like, can you imagine like moving those stones back then three hundred miles? Well, they would obviously do it with like vibration. They'd have like a a marching band of these large <laughs> walrus big, penises, and they would be strumming you bastards with, you, with a violin. Uh, hit the ground. Cross. What is the bow that they pull across the violin? They'd be strumming these walrus penises, and the vibration would make the bricks like mm. those big old stones. They would like. Yeah, float. I don't, I don't see it. Well, you, you know, I just read an article. You may be able to find it. Is now they are trying to change history and say Stonehenge was built by racist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by black people. Oh, racist then. Oh, well, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it was it's a uh, it was are they? A, well, I'll tell you what. Like, uh, there's a uh, there's a theory that like uh, North America. Uh, uh, black people were all throughout North America um, hundreds of years before the Native Americans. Uh, that's where the Olmecs came from. Like they uh, look up Olmecs, Mr. Producer. Yeah, How look, do you spell that? Old mix. Olmex. There you go. Olmecs. Oh, now look at go. these statues. They find these all throughout Central America. Look at the features on them. That's not Latin. Huh, they Those all features aren't of Latin descent. They all look the same. Yeah, they look uh, they look strong Asian, no, African. They look African, so yeah, they there there's a theory that uh, North Middle that Eastern even North America was uh, at one point populated by um, uh, by black people, and I've actually heard uh, I, to me it more looks it looks Indian to me. It looks. Man, it's so hard to tell. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it means there, there's so many similarities there, between there are. And, and I've heard a, uh, there was a there was a black anthropologist that I saw. I can't remember his name right now on YouTube that was talking about it. He said, yeah, at one point he was like, you know, way before the Native Americans um, uh, got here, they came across the Bering Strait. He's like uh, North North America was populated with black people, and they think like they they disappeared again during the younger Harrison? the younger Dryas effect because the the largest meteors that hit during the younger Dryas effect hit North America, like right. out of the entire world, North America got pelted the hardest, right? And they think that's why, like pretty much, like I said, it was like ninety ninety five percent of life in North America, as far as the fauna goes, w- w- went extinct uh, because of that hit, and so it would only make extinct that if there were human beings on the continent. And then if they didn't have any food to eat, you know what I mean? They, they would eventually they would go extinct. You, you, we're seeing pictures of these sculptures, and some of them are ginormous. Yeah. Oh, they're they're they're, ex, they're, they're seven huge. eighths buried. And, and what's interesting to me is that it all looks like it's the same person. It's, it's not just similar. Kinda, it's the same person. So I wonder if it was like some sort of global emperor, or some crazy or a god, like Genghis Khan, or exactly, or maybe what they thought what a god would look like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Now, where were these found? Only in South America? Or these South are in Central America. Okay, all right. Well, that makes sense. It's at least a localized area. So, yeah, it could have been. It could have yeah, been a god. This is congruent with a lot of different areas. I don't think this is just Central America. I think they well, no, the, these these, these specific statues, statues oh, okay. are are found in Central America. Yeah. So to me, that looks like a person. Absolutely. Meaning, meaning it would have been the king of something or the emperor, not the emperor, but you know what I mean. Check out those large ears. But, you know, a lot of them are the same photos, just from different angles. Oh. Uh, Mr. Producer pulled up one of those two side by side, and they were clearly different. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Well, it is it is fascinating. There's so much about history. Even but we don't know. We don't know jack shit. We, we, about we don't know shit about we shit. We don't know shit. And the arrogance where it's like, and, and and one of the things that really sucks is like, you know, anthropologists that you know uh, that have 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 been working in these colleges for like 20 30 40 years right. and have been working on this they 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 argue these these new arguments that come up because they're like no 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 it, it, that's not true i've been i've been researching this for like 3 decades 4 decades that's absolutely not true well and the reason why they're saying it not true is it's, it has to do with pride like it validates their work exactly yes. if i was working on something for 30 40 years and, and somebody comes wrong. up and has a new theory right. that could prove yours wrong of course you're going to say horse shit and you're going to you're going to say all these negative things about the that the people that are finding this new stuff and have new theories now yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of the new theories that are coming out kind of disrupts. Th- I'm using the word theology. Is that what the study of Bible or religion theology? Right. So I think a lot of it disrupts the theory of theology, and, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't want to touch that. We don't want to touch that. We don't want to touch that. Let's yeah, put that in the forbidden a, archaeology section and just go that. away with it." All right. Wow, that was a lots of point. talk. That went quick. That was. It was, was good quick. stuff. Ding. Things you I this. learned some things tonight. Yeah, so the highlight, I think, was the what, Arcatooth the bourbon. bourbon. I think it was the whale penis bone. Yeah, the pin We never actually uh, saw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> I agree. Right. All right, yeah, so let's see the actual one. But let's yeah. recap. Recap. Pin, pin hook, two thumbs up. Yeah, very tasty. Yeah, very tasty. Yep. Sure. And yep. I, I think we have a ton. <laughs> sure. We have a ton more to talk about. We there's so much that's happened in the last week, and I and we've got, we're three weeks in a row. So this is great. I think we're four weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row. Yes. All right. All right. We'll close this out, Paul. Woohoo! Uh, thanks to our producer for the oh. first half here. It's September nineteenth. A fun packed second uh, episode coming up right after this. Almost I'm, I'm fall. Little, I've already had two beers and one drink. That is. Not normal for me. And I'm already done with this. Yeah, we'll turn your mic off in a second now. All right, well, September 19th, Dudes Like Us. Thank you, producer. producer. I'm Sean. I'm Paul. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ryan. 